Hi, my name is Kirk Hamilton, your host of the Staying Healthy Today Show. This is a show where we bring you key experts in the fields of nutrition, prevention, integrative, and lifestyle medicine. I am at the 10th Annual Thailand Meeting of Anti-Aging Medicine, and uh, I'm here with Dr. Patana, who is, are you the head of the anti-aging group in Thailand? Uh, I'm the vice president of the A4M Thailand, which actually I have to say is probably one of the biggest anti-aging congress in Asia. Well, it gave me a good excuse to come to Thailand again because I've always, I, this is the second time I've come, so when I saw the meeting, I, I jumped on it. But I didn't come just for that. The, the topics that you have here are very provocative, and your particular topic where you talked on fructose, chronic disease, especially chronic kidney disease, was very, very um, significant. So that's what I wanted to talk about today because we, obviously, you're very knowledgeable. So first of all, give me a little bit about your background and what is your professional credentials and how you got into anti-aging medicine. Actually, I'm a specialized in internal medicines and then I'm received, I'm the first Thai board of nephrologists in Thailand. Okay, so basically I'm the nephrologist. I have to take care of my kidney patients. I once was called the top doctors because I follow the textbook, I remember all of it, and I'm the one in the class. My teachers love me. The problem is I don't love myself. I found that follow the textbook cannot save my patients from dialysis machine. I have to think outside the box. And from that, I realized that it's the fructose. Yeah, there's a lot of things and hyperuricemia that cause trouble. So I throw my textbook away, restart my life as a true nephrologist, which is me saving patients from dialysis machine. I agree. So I have to say my bias was when I thought about kidney disease and diet, I would think about high protein diets and trying to reduce animal protein, get a low protein diet. But when you talked about fructose increasing hyperuricemia and then uh, that really bent my head just listening to you a little bit. So first of all, let's talk about fructose in the diet because I have a bias. I, it drives me, it bothers me when someone says take a whole food and throw it out of the diet, as such as fruit, and we've got so many other sources of fructose that are implanted in our diet. And so what I see in anti-aging functional medicine world is everybody throws out fruit plus the fructose and it becomes a bad food. So with that context of my bias, because <laughs> I heard your talk, talk about how fructose is put in our diet, the problems with it health-wise. That's why I chose this topic because I know it would be provocative for someone who believes that fructose is good. You see in our diets, fructose is a part of our fruits, natural fruits and honey. If you eat moderate amount of fruits, okay, and people don't use a whole lot of honey anyway, it should be fine. But nowadays, okay, you can eat, consume too much fruits because now the because of agriculture products, because of the way they manipulate it, we can grow more fruits, have more fruits, and have more fructose. That's a one problem. And when you come to Thailand, you expect to taste our delicious fruits, which I encourage you to do so. But for Thai people, they have a chance to eat these delicious, very inexpensive fruits every day. And I told you in Thailand, they can eat, consume like a, over two kilograms of fruits per day and it costs them almost nothing. And they don't recognize that these overconsumption of these fruits, even natural one, can, cause, can be harmful. That's one problem. But if they consume only fruit is one thing. But nowadays, 
because there's artificial fructose at on top of the fructose in the industry is called high fructose corn syrup it's a pure fructose that nowadays they put it in everything the major one could be the soft drink and then they also something like a ketchup artificial the things that they put in your food even the pancake syrups so all of these on top of everything in the canned food packaged food so Thai people are now only not only exposed to the fructose in regular food and fruits they're also exposed to large amount of fructose found in this artificial food especially soft drinks so before we get into how to lower fructose and, and we could have a little discussion about the fructose and fruit and and the total fructose load is too much okay so what does that cause as far as obesity heart disease and we'll focus on kidney failure later but what are the chronic diseases that that high fructose immediately has an effect on or long term has an effect on you see in our nature history we don't consume fructose this much I think the the body the natures didn't prepare for this so we have enzymes to digest fructose but we don't have inhibition loop to prevent it for over metabolize so what happened when you consume too much fructose It changed into fat so actually fructose make us fat it changed into the fat in our fat cells make us obese and also right now there's a condition called fatty liver it means you have an accumulation of fat in the livers it's found like at least 30% in Thai populations probably more in certain groups of American people and that can cause even cirrhosis metabolic syndrome hypertension and heart disease, so on and on because the fructose can be metabolized into fat direct so I get that but I have one argument that makes that work if you're on a high fat diet I mean except for soft drinks I mean that's just directly fructose but if you eat any confectionery carbohydrate of, of any type of muffin donut cracker chip you have fat with that sugar now you have a double whammy so what I get frustrated with is many of the and not anti-aging but functional medicine whatever they just talk about fruit sugar like it's it comes by itself but it's sweet fat and when the sweet fat comes in we get intramyocellular fat and that causes insulin resistance so should we be lowering fructose and the altered fats and those are usually omega-6 fats not the good ones correct I agree with you on that and that's a different subject okay because actually we talk about artis artificial everything right Sugar now is artificial fat now is artificial so we have to go back to uh, someone called caveman diet when the food is hard to find and it's not easy to eat anything but but when did Thai people women so for millennia thousands of years Asian populations have eaten rice and noodles and yet they're thin when I would talk to a patient 20 years ago and they would go to China and they say you know I never saw a fat person except an American yes so you were eating carbohydrate rich diets mm -hmm. traditional cultures but you weren't getting fat so again I get frustrated because it all gets lumped together so rice is this evil food and yet it hasn't gone up in China but they're diabetic incidence has gone up from 1% in 1980 because I have a slide that shows this to 12% and the rice consumption has stayed the same but meat fat and fructose has gone up so I, 
I'm, I'm telling you it's part of my frustration, but I think it gets, I, I know fructose is bad, and I, and I liked your lecture, but it doesn't come by itself, except maybe soft drinks is probably the biggest, right? Yes. And that I can think of. Yes, the first thing is because we don't know the soft drink contain fructose, that's a problem. So yes, it comes with a soft drink. And the second, it's not only uh, soft drinks, even fruit. Uh, people perceive that fruit is good, in the past, we don't have a fruit juice in a can, in a box like this. Everything is fresh. Right now, we have artificial fruit juice in a box, in a can. People, even in the past, we don't have a spinning machine and bringing the whole fruit. When you eat one fruit, it's one fruit. But now, we don't eat one fruit. We eat 10, 20 fruits and put it in like a cold fruit juice. So we eat more. And because of processing, timing and everything, in the past I cannot eat too much because the fruit's gone decay quickly even though I keep it in the fridge. Mm -hmm. But now, oh, I don't know, maybe it's good. <laughs> it lasts forever. I can eat more fruits than ever. Okay. So, so we'll, it's we'll more and more. It's overconsumption, like I said. All right. But I, 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 I still want to attack the, the added fructose and the processed foods before I attack a fruit. I'm not going to attack it. <laughs> okay, 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 this okay. is Thailand. So, yes, right, I'm attacking it. just like you. Actually, you and I share the same all idea. Right, all, right, all right. But we, we, I, for, I, I have to say that you eat moderations on everything. That, that's my point, okay? Uh, because some people keep telling people that you can eat as many fruits as you want. So, to me, as a Buddhist, being moderate is the key right. too. So even though you eat a healthy food, you have to keep it in moderation. That's I all. think we're very similar, but but, but uh, you, we on the same. But you know why? You know why? Because when I go to listen to all these lectures, mm -hmm. I'll guarantee you what people took away. The people that are sitting there say is the fruits are bad. Absolutely, because I hear it when patients come in. The first thing they'll say is, "I have diabetes. My doctor told me to get off carbs." That's not a, a bean. That's not a. That's not a, a good starchy lentil, a pea, or something that's slow release. And so it gets all lumped together. But let's stay with kidney disease because this. This, I was so. Um, I stopped actually screening for uric acid. You know, on my basic chem profile, and I feel. Oh, terrible. please don't do that. No, no. I, I. I. Well, it doesn't come in our basic metabolic panel. Our metabolic panel doesn't have it anymore. In Thailand too, so that's why I have to fight for this. I have to fight for right. this. Right. So let's go to fructose, uric high uric acid, kidney disease, because kidney disease, you know, once you slide over that threshold of dialysis, and you've made me think of how many times I've seen elevated uric acid, um, maybe elevated triglycerides, and I hammered the protein part and animal food and cheese yes. and alcohol, but I forgot about the fructose. Correct. And that, you made me think about that today. Yes. Go. So, moderate amount of fruit is fine, but then the fructose, artificial fructose, this is part of everything, including ketchup, like I told you, it can cause hyperuric acid. Okay, and then people said, why? How come? Fructose doesn't contain any purine, but the metabolize of fructose, we use up our ATP, and the ATP metabolize into IMP, and then eventually fructose. I want to focus on the fructose and hyperuric acid, okay? Because when you consume fructose, it needs to be metabolized into fat. And during this process, it uses up all ATP. And this ATP will be metabolized into uric acid. 
Okay, it's simple like that. AMP is purine. So when you say you don't eat purine, but then the body makes uric acid because you metabolize your own purine into uric acid. The studies show that fructose can cause hyperuricemia. It's obvious. And in, in my experience, I treat patients who has chronic kidney disease and then give them uric acid lowering agent, advise them with the diet and give them the baking soda and their kidney function is better. The fact is I save a lot of patients from dialysis machine just by controlling the uric acid. That is so huge. So let's talk about what's the level of uric acid for the physicians out there, health person. What do you want to keep the patient under? The scientific number is 6.9 actually because above 6.9 uric acid will precipitate. But this depends on food, on the diet. You cannot rely on one time uh, a uric acid level that you measure. You think, okay, my 6.8, it be safe, safe forever. 6.8, when you go fasting, have your blood test, and then suddenly you go and eat a lot of meat and a lot of fructose, then it's not no longer 6.9. So in general, I want to keep it under 6. So in case that you eat something, it go up, it wouldn't go above 6.9. But if it's go above 7, you have a chance to have uh, uric acid precipitate and cause problems. Go above 8, it's dangerous. Go above 9, even though you have don't have any symptoms, I recommend that you receive treatment. Okay. So let's start with the drug treatment. We'll work back down to the, to the nutrient treatment or nutraceutical approach and then diet approach. So the drug treatment would be allopurinol and you said another drug that I wasn't familiar yeah. with. Yeah, allopurinol is the first choice because it's the cheapest. It's the being a long time use for a uric acid lowering agent. The second one that's coming out in the market is Febusostat. Uh, the problem is it's quite expensive. F-E-B-U-X-O-S-T-A-T. -E so uh, you have to search it. In Thailand, the generic, uh, the, the trade name is Feburing. Okay, but I don't know in, in your country. It's quite expensive. Okay, but if patients is allergic to allopurinol, at least they can have a choice to use febusostat. Would you, the dose of uh, allopurinol, 100 milligrams? Uh, yes, uh, usually I recommend 100 milligrams. Just plain? Yeah, but if you don't uh, control other stuff, okay, depends on genetics, depends on the nutrition. Some patients will need 300 milligrams and American patients, when they come to see me, usually they take 400 or even 600. Because why? Because they don't understand diet control. So yes, but in Thai, land uh, usually 100 milligram which is low dose is enough to control so how about then the next phase would be nutraceutical you you talked about sodium bicarbonate yes. my boss uses sodium bicarbonate all the time and i'm always running in and he actually uses alka-seltzer gold yes Wh correct yeah so he how <laughs> i think it's two he takes after meal i think he recommends it after meals two of them yeah alka-seltzer is expensive uh, baking soda yeah. but 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 at least it tastes better but you can make a baking soda at home. You put one spoon of baking soda. One teaspoon? Yes, one teaspoon, and then you put lime on it. Okay, uh, sprinkle some uh, natural sugars or, or stevia, if you want to, into it and drink it and make it just taste by yourself. So one teaspoon three times a day would be something a patient can do? I mean, I'm, I, I yes, want to give some the, idea. Yes, you can use uh, one teaspoon three times a day. Okay, but the, you have to know that some people may not like it. Okay, when you uh, drink like Alka-Seltzer, baking soda, you blurb and then you fart. But if you can put up with it, it's fine. But that's a good, good anti-aging remedy though. He uses it all the time. 
Okay, so we've got the bicarb, and you said um, it can actually be bought in a capsule form. Can you give me an idea? In Thailand, I'm not sure about other countries though. In Thailand, we have this uh, baking sodas, and it put in a tablet. It's called soda mint, you know, and it's so cheap, sell on drug stores. So if any one of you have a chance to visit Thailand, one reason to visit Thailand to purchase this soda mint back home, 1,000 tablets can cost you only 200 baht. But don't buy it at the hospital though. I mean, in the drugstore, okay, and we don't need any prescriptions, 1,000 tablets of soda mint cost you 200 baht or 100 baht. But in the hospital can cost you to 6,000 baht. So if somebody's going to take a, a bicarb pill, how much should it have in it and how many times a day? Usually in Thailand, one tablet is about 300 milligrams. You take three tablets or four tablets at a time. Okay, you can take it up to three times a day. The difference between a uh, baking soda drink and sodium bicarbonate is, you see, when you put the baking soda in water, it's boiling in the glass. But if you put soda mint tablet in your mouth and swallow it, it's boiling in your stomach. Some people develop, you know, reflux, gastroesophageal reflux, acid reflux because of that. So they don't like it. So we don't like soda mint tablet for any reasons. Go for alkalizer or baking soda drink. But that's a good anti-aging remedy, both of them. Okay, we're talking to Dr. Patana. Uh, he is an MD, PhD, he's a nephrologist, uh, and he's an expert in anti-aging medicine. We're talking about fructose and chronic disease, fructose and kidney disease, and how to alkalize the body. So let's get down to the foods we want, to, the dietary changes, what we want to get rid of, and then what we want to add. So now we all know that why baking soda is good, because it helps alkalinize the body. So if you don't want to take a lot of baking soda, you have to choose alkaline food. And why does alkalizing get rid of uric acid, or how does that work? Ah, it's the name says all, uric acid, precipitate when the body is acid. Okay, I will not talk about the pH of your blood. The body will not change the pH of the blood. The process towards to acidosis, that's the problem. Okay, so the food that is alkaline food is good. The food that is acidic food is bad. Okay, so not only fructose, you have to control your acidic food. And acidic food is sugar, meat, and fat. So I'm not saying that uh, stop fructose and eat more fat, and I will say that. So everything has to come in moderation. So yes, you have to cut down your acid food. And a, a nutritionist like you probably know what this acid food is. It's a, it's a confusing thing when people think it's the way your body metabolizes food that results in acid okay. or alkaline. To make it simple, okay, sometimes names say that it's acid and sometimes it's not. Okay, put it simple. Proteins is amino acid, okay, so animal proteins is acidic, okay. Milk is acid, okay, milk is high acid, okay, so animal proteins, animal fat is acid, okay, sugar is acid. So this is not confusing, but the most confusing is fruit. There's two kinds of acidic food that is alkaline. One is citrus fruits, okay? The second is vinegar. Citrus Those are alkalized. Did it's you alkaline. Alkaline. Alkaline right. food. Citrus foods such as orange and apple, it contains citric acid. Citric acid will metabolize into bicarbonate. 
So actually, it makes baking soda that's black the for you. That's the confusing It's part. not confusing because now citric acid, okay, will be alkaline because it metabolizes into bicarbonate. Vinegar is alkaline because also acetic acid will be metabolized into bicarbonate. So only two acidic that is can be alkaline food. Citric acid from the fruits and vinegar from, you know, vinegar is the acetic acid from vinegar. So when we talk about apple, vinegar is alkaline. But we talk about apple ciders contain a lot of fructose. Mm -mm. It's still alkaline, but then the too much fructose if you don't drink too much of it. So different stuff. All right. So are there fruits that you allow, like the berries? Yes. Or? It contain low fructose. Actually, I allow all, all kinds of fruits. Okay. Just quantity. Just the quantities, but I don't allow artificial fructose that you, people put into soft drink. That's uh, too much fructose. You can consume fructose up to let's say uh, 100 grams a day. Beyond that could be dangerous. All right. When people test their urine, is that valid or not to see if they're acidic? You know, people say that all the time. And your I urine always acidic. It's so difficult to make your urine become seriously alkaline. Not possible because the urine get rid of acid. For urine always slightly acidic. Okay. Even though you take a lot of baking soda your urine still be acidic. So the testing of urine, uh, if it's seriously acidic, it may help, but I will not count on it. That's not a good test. I used to do a study, try to taking baking soda and, and change the urine into alkali. Oh God, I think the patients almost have a blurb coming out <laughs> of their mouth. So, so it's not that easy. Yeah, we have people locked into that and I can't convince them. So obviously fructose, I get it. Uric acid elevation, want to bring down. One other thing, do you think that there's a difference between a plant protein and an animal protein and kidney disease? This comes up all the time. And also, do you have to restrict greens when somebody has kidney disease? That's not true, but the first true. Plant protein is good, uh, better than animal proteins, but depends, okay? So, depends on what kind of animals. We have to admit that animals' proteins contain something called arachidonic acid, certain fat content. It's a certain kind of fat that causes inflammations. If it's seafood, okay, it may be better. It contains omega-3, but again, seafood nowadays is contaminated. Plant protein is better, but the problem is how do they grow these plants? Because the world is filled with toxins. So to play it safe, to go back to this world, again, eat everything in moderation. But plant protein shows to be better than animal protein because it's alkaline. And alkaline effect, our bodies more than, more than what people know. Not only it causes chronic kidney disease, it, it can uh, uh, making the chronic kidney disease progression even worse, cause the uric acid to precipitate. But one thing, it causes osteoporosis. Acid causes osteoporosis. So, gosh, I could I could keep going with you, but I'm, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna well, round it up. It's gonna take two or three days. Yeah, I know. But, but one thing year. about osteoporosis, so I always say your your bones are like a giant tums, and when your body tries to alkalize, it, it's always gonna try and buffer the blood. So okay. where is it gonna take it? It's gonna take it from the, the biggest source it has. You see, the first things that the body try to buffer is used by carbonate in your blood. That's why baking soda helps. But because we don't, we cannot have the bicarbonate running in our blood too much because then the body will be alkaline. So that's the limit amount of bicarbonate in our blood that we have. So when you consume too much acid, for example, drink large amount of milk, which is acid, uh, drink a lot of soft, large amount of soft drink, which is acid. 
the body needs to buff first thing that goes to is calcium in the bone. Well, if you were drinking low-fat milk, more of a sugar load, and then you'd end up creating more uric acid and acid that way. Yes. So, I'm not surprised that studies, <laughs> none of the studies shows that drink more milk uh, help bones. Actually, more milk means weak bone. So, vegetarian people actually have stronger bones because they eat more alkaline food. A lot of my meat eating friends are going to think I planted you and <laughs> I didn't. I was just listening to your talk. You know, when they talk to these two uh, vegetarian school of people like in India, they almost stand up and cheering me because they say they, they tire people saying that uh, vegetarian people has more uh, weak bone because it's not true. Well, we can get on that. Vegetarian people have stronger bones. So, maybe next time. Any, any, I could talk to you for days. Any closing statement you would like to make about fructose, kidney disease, and chronic disease I'm a nephrologist almost like by heart now I'm, I, I believe in it that nephrologist function is to prevent people from dialysis machine to save chronic kidney disease the doctor need to pay attention on uric acid if you don't check uric acid then the patients would not know they have hyperuric acid in that blood so they don't have a chance to get cured from chronic kidney disease there's many reasons that patients can have hyperuricemia diuretic is one as well the problems but fructose can be the problem especially artificial fructose i'm not worried about the regular fructose in the regular natural diet in other countries but in thailand fruits is the cheapest in the world they can consume two or three kilograms of fruits per day that can be a problem that's why i have to mention this but yes you can uh, consume a uh, normal amount of fruits, okay, but not too much, like two or three kilograms, but avoid from concentrate artificial fructose that found in all kind of food. So go for naturals, okay, because fructose can cause hyperuricemia, and hyperuricemia can cause chronic kidney disease. And if you ignore uric, you ignore fructose, you cannot treat your patients. Dr. Patana, I can't thank you. This is great. I, this was worth flying over here. No, I'm serious. I, I mean, you have to fly here every day. <laughs> every <laughs> no, year. I, no, I will. I'll come Not back. Every... You're going to have, so you're going to have a, another annual next year in September, but you're going to have one in, 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 one in Phuket. Phuket. Yeah, but in March, I'm not sure interested. It's about beauty because it turns out I was invited to the aesthetic meeting a lot. I'm a nephrologist, only nephrologist who was invited <laughs> to uh, speak in the aesthetic audience every year. So now I'm going to have to put the show myself to tell them that beauty comes from within. Food, nutrition, because they keep doing laser injections. They don't see the quality of skin is so bad. And because the food they eat, the supplement they take, is doesn't really right. Beauty for, comes from within. It's just so profound. All right, Dr. Patana, thank you so much for coming on so the show much. today. And I want to thank you, the audience, for listening to this edition of the Staying Healthy Today show. And you will be able to uh, go to a link, and I'll have some links to Dr. Patana's work. Um, it'll be linked to my website, stayinghealthytoday.com. I'll have a summary of this, and I'll do a little YouTube about it. And until next time, stay and be well.